I'm Tom Zuba. I'm the guy with the two dead kids and the dead wife. At first, I did grief the old way. And then I discovered a new way to do grief. I'm on my way to becoming radiant. Thanks for joining my podcast today, Becoming Radiant. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. How are you? You know what? I'm really, really, really excited. In the old days, I would have told you I was nervous. Yeah. But when I sit here and I think about it, I'm really not nervous. I'm really, really, really excited. You are my very first guest on my podcast called Becoming Radiant. What do you think about that? Oh my goodness, I will be equally transparent and honest. I'm a little nervous, but I'm so excited as well. I think you're more than a little nervous. Let the people know what you, and I understand it completely, asked me in the text yesterday. Yes, so I said, okay, are we doing a Zoom? Are we doing a podcast? And in the world of podcast, I am a little bit IT deficient. So I said, what exactly are we doing? And which questions will you be asking me? Because I'd like to be prepared. <laughs> and what was my response? Which we know it does not work perfectly. I, I did want to kind of have a heads up and you said, your response was my follow-up questions, dot, dot, dot. And I responded with, okay, I will trust you as I always have and I will always do. So because of you, I'm here. I'm showing showing up, not knowing what we're going to talk about, but knowing that it will be perfectly divined for the, the, the purpose to hear. Yeah, I forget who coined this for us. It might have been our mutual friend, Kim. But today will be either perfectly imperfect or imperfectly perfect. This is what I love. I know you know me, but you don't know me that well. But I had to chuckle when you thought, oh, that I have a list of questions that I've already prepared that I know where we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. I promise you I do not. Okay. So you're going to trust me. I'm going to trust you. We're going to trust the universe. We're going to trust that the people that are listening are going to pull out of us exactly what they need to hear. Exactly. As, as well as our loved ones that are on the other side that want their messages and the perfect message to be received today. Exactly. Exactly. So some people might be saying now, who the heck is Tom Zuba? And my thoughts about that are, this is what I want you to remember. I'm the guy with the two dead kids and the dead wife. Who is Jessica? I had about a two-hour conversation with Jessica last Tuesday, which was August 18th. And over the last, I don't know, two or two and a half months, Every Tuesday night, I have spoken with folks that I consider fascinating, that I believe have a message to deliver, 
And every week, I promise you, I say, I can't wait till next Tuesday. Next Tuesday is going to be good. Jessica, Tuesday, August 18th, literally, it stopped me in my tracks. I was mesmerized. I was riveted. I, I, I had one eye on the clock and I was like, nope, I'm not going to end it at 90 minutes. Nope, I'm not going to end it. Nope, I'm not going to end it. No, I'm not going to end it. And when we got to two hours, I thought, you know, I think I should end it. However, I, I honestly, I don't really know anything about podcasts, but this is the message that the universe has given me over the last couple of days. A number of people have told me about this guy named Joe Rogan. I am sorry, I'm not familiar with that name. Are you? I am. Tell me about him. So I don't know a lot, but I know that he is a very free talker. So that he says his truth. And it might, I am not one that offends easily. That's just my story. Some may, some may not. So he is kind of in that, probably that free spirit. Right. And go ahead. Yeah. I don't know him other than so I used to drive for a living where I would spend like between 15 and 20,000 miles in uh, a year on in, in my vehicle. So I would listen to all of these podcasts and satellite and, you know, everything great, you know, satellite radio. And I was always flipping the dial, looking for something interesting, something that kind of connected. And he would get people to talk about, and, and big, big name, if we can call them big name people, to talk about their most personal, intimate details of their life. And somehow he would create that venue for that to happen. Maybe it was divine driven. Maybe it was just his ability to kind of draw that out of them. I don't believe that. I believe that we're all kind kind of divinely ordained to share what we feel like sharing on each given day based on our own personal truth. And he helps people to share their truth with complete authenticity with complete transparency. So that's my limited, my limited kind of window of, of, of him is just through being on the road so much and being like that windshield, like warrior where you are always on the road and, and you, um, you kind of are, you, you tap into that message that you are, um, able to perceive or able to kind of to to um to kind of take in on that individual today if that makes sense well let me know what i know about him and up until 10 days ago i am sorry joe i did never ever ever heard your name (laughs) the most popular podcast in the entire universe the most popular podcast in the entire universe. This is kind of funny because a really, really good friend of mine who listens to him day in and day out told me 
he just sold his podcast to Spotify for $200 million. I thought that was interesting. And then I, and then I Googled it. And what I read on Google was he sold his podcast for a reported $100 million. Yeah. I, I really don't know, but this is why I bring him up. The people that have mentioned his name to me said, his podcast could be three hours, four hours, five hours long. And I'm like, and, and you listen to the podcast? Yes, 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 yes. So if I was to go back to August 18th, 2020, which I may be able to do in a parallel universe, I will let the conversation go on and on and on and on and on with you. So what my suggestion is to anyone that's listening to this, we're not going to go over what we went over on August 18th. Go to either one of my Facebook pages or my YouTube channel, set aside 15 minutes, 30 minutes, two hours, you will be riveted, you will be mesmerized, you will literally bask in a radiant light. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. So this is one of the things I wanna be really, really clear about. I do have two dead kids and a dead wife. This message that I have set the intention to share with the entire world is for everyone, absolutely everyone. For me, the door that I have entered to even thinking about becoming radiant is the door of death. But for someone else, it may be the door of divorce foreclosure, um, old age, sickness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Every single human being experiences grief every single day. I define grief as the end of a dream, the end of a dream. We all experience grief, particularly over the last year. My Lord, how many dreams have been broken, have been shattered, have been lost, or have been drastically, drastically altered? I think most of us grew up and most of us still believe that grief is the enemy. It's the enemy, it's the enemy. It hasn't been for me. For me, grief has been the great, great, great God-given teacher. Um, I did grief the old way for many, many, many years, and I got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I thought, oh, dear Jesus, I did not come to this planet to suffer anymore. I'm either literally going to kill myself, or there's got to be another way. So I clawed and clawed and clawed and clawed and clawed and discovered a new way to do grief. This is where I want to start, though, with you, my dear. Number one. I know you as Jessica with a really, really, really long multi-syllabic Greek last name starting with an A that I could never, ever, ever pronounce. You are my program manager. You and I are going to be working together. How would you like everyone that comes in contact you to refer to you, my dear? Well, as, oh my goodness, that is so multifaceted. So as, oh my, in, in a dream world, it would be 
Tom's Zippa's right arm. If I could just say that. Um, you may say that. I'm sorry? You may say that. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you for giving me permission to say that. Um, yeah, so I, flesh and blood, human, good parts, bad parts, messy parts, everything in between. I'm human, right? I did not plan on having a life so complicated, so messy, so filled of pain, but also so filled of joy that I could have never perceived would be actual joy until I crossed over to the other side of accepting what life has to offer, the beautiful and the bliss, the pain and the lessons, all of it. So I am flesh and blood, human bone, built of all of my ancestors. I am a process in creation. I am here with you and I am grateful to be here. And I can say that now. And I would have never thought that I could say those words and truly, truly mean them. Not for a podcast. I don't know who's going to be seeing this. My page, Tom's page, the universe. Oh, oh they're, also, they're also going to be listening to it wherever podcasts wherever. are available. And I believe because I have been um, in my own little world, very because of where I live currently and my life in my little bubble, I know that the beauty is also brought to us via social media and Facebook and YouTube and all of those things, which is how I initially found Tom. Um, I will just say that you are, if you, if you are led to this message, if you are here, I think that for me, I truly was here for a reason. And I do not doubt for one single minute that I am not here for a reason right now to deliver this message to you all, to be here with my mentor, Tom, as we co-create this, this life with our loved ones. And, and God, if I may say, like, bringing God into all of this, God from the other side, like bringing us all here together. So this is the deal when people are in my presence. I never, ever, 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 ever tell anyone what they should think or what they should do. I tell people what I think and what I do. If it resonates, great. If it doesn't. I firmly, firmly, firmly believe every single human being gets to believe whatever they want. I'm not going to tell anyone what they should believe. I believe there are many, 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 many truths. I'm fascinated by hearing what other people believe because what I believe is for today at this moment, and I'm smart enough to realize, hey, you might say something to me and my belief is going to expand. I'm going to be open to that. You may say the word God. You may say the word fuck. 
You may say whatever you like, whatever you like, whatever you like. Um, so I'm, I'm hearing from you that from now on, you would just like us to refer to you as Tom's right hand. I'll take that. I love that. I am honored to be called that. Yes. Okay. So from here on until she gives us an update, Jessica will no longer be referred to as Jessica. She will be referred to as Tom's right hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to follow up on something else that you said. You said, I did not plan a complicated, messy life. No. Are you open to the possibility that on some level, above and beyond the five senses, maybe in cahoots with this G-O-D, that a part of you actually did plan this complicated, messy life? First of all, I have to say that I love that you said the G-O-D. Yes! Because we're all here to... Goodness. Would you want to read a story or watch a movie where everything was just linear and went as planned and there was no hills and valleys, there was no excitement, no no pitfalls, no adventure, no journey, no no discoveries? No. In a perfect, easy life, I suppose that would be the way. However, I know in my soul, as I say those words, that is not the life that I would sign up if I have a choice. And I do believe, and I suppose if I believe that I have a choice and my dear daughter, Olivia, and my living daughter, Lillian, has a choice to sign up for, if we have the choices, everybody has the choice. I must expand that to everyone. I would not choose to live a completely boring, mundane, white bread and butter type of life. I want the hills and the valleys. I want the experiences. Would I like to experience all of those things without losing the loved ones that I hold most close to my soul? Absolutely, I would love to experience life and have the lessons and still get to keep the people that I love. But I don't, I, I surrender to the mystery of the world, to the mystery of God into the universe. So I am, I have to surrender that. I have to surrender it. So this is what I want to say to anybody listening to this on our Facebook pages, on YouTube, on any of the podcast uh, outlets. If you are living and have lived a perfect, easy life, I want you to email me at tomzuba at AOL.com because I want to talk to you. I find it really, really hard to believe that there's anybody that's 25 or older, or maybe 23 or older, if they're really, really honest, or maybe 21 or older, that would say, oh, yeah, I've had an easy, perfect life. I think that that's a lie that we've been told and that we inhale over and over and over again. 
that somehow, some way we came to this planet to live a perfect, easy life. Yeah. I believe I'm living a perfect, unfrickin' believable, extraordinary, stop you in your tracks. You've got to be kidding me. Who thought this would be a good idea? Life. And you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yes, I agree with you. If Trish and Rory and Aaron walked in the door, you know, if the doorbell rings in a minute, I would say, we don't have to discuss anything about where you've been. Welcome. Let's begin again. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have many, 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 many times considered suicide. I'm really glad I didn't kill myself. I'm glad I stayed. I'm really, really glad I stayed. I'm so glad that you stayed too. Thank you. Thank you. So the world is glad that you stayed as well. Well, I firmly, firmly believe that every human being comes to the planet for really specific reasons. Yeah. And yeah. when they're done, they leave. And we've told ourselves a story that there are appropriate proper ways to leave. And then there are, you know, inappropriate, embarrassing, shameful ways to leave. I don't believe that. I mean, I don't really believe that. I firmly believe that if someone, regardless of their age, decides, hey, today's the day I'm going to hang myself. Today's the day I'm going to shoot myself in the head. Today's the day I'm going to OD with whatever. Yeah. That was their time to leave. They finished, they finished, they finished. I'm not done. That's why I'm still here. It's really, really clear to me. But I want to go um, back, 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 because I think this is fascinating. When I was in eighth grade, which was a long time ago, my mom and my dad took me, I was really, really nervous, to the big Catholic high school when I was in eighth grade. And I remember I can see myself sitting across the desk from the counselor who was gonna help me plan my schedule. And she said, what would you like to be when you grow up? Because I think that there were two openings for electives and she wanted to help steer me in the right direction. And I'm really proud of myself back then. I'm really, really proud because this was not comfortable and this was not how I had lived my life. But I knew or I felt that this was an opportunity, the transition from eighth grade to ninth grade, that maybe I could I didn't have this language at all, but maybe I could get fully into my body. Maybe I could be really, really honest. Maybe I could take a risk and maybe I could have a say in co-creating my high school experience. And so I said, I took a deep breath and I said, I want to have my own talk show like Johnny Carson. I said, I want to have my own talk show like Johnny Carson. And you know, I wish I knew what her name was because she didn't laugh at me. She didn't laugh at me. I didn't. No, she said, oh, that is wonderful. Then I really, really think you should take debate. 
I didn't know what debate was. And I said, yeah. I said, okay. And you know what, Jessica? If I may call you Jessica as opposed to Tom. Absolutely. <laughs> I loved debate. I loved my debate teacher. I loved the nerdy, brilliant, articulate, creative people that I sat with. So eighth grade, I set the intention that I wanted to have my own talk show. So my son Rory died in 2005. And in 2006, my buddy David said, hey, you know, you got a CaringBridge site. I think we can shift that into a website. You still have a lot yes. to say. Let me help you design it. I think you could go on the road speaking. I think you could do workshops, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this, my background is teaching and training adults. And I thought, okay, you know, I can do this. I can do this. He said, what's your intention? You know, we got to figure out what's your intention for this work that you want to do. I literally, I sat down at my kitchen table. I got a brown paper bag, a lunch bag that I used for my son, Sean. And I wrote, transform the way we do grief worldwide. Transform the way we do grief worldwide. So since 2006, I have held on to that. And it's funny because people have, smarter people than I, have um, edited that and say, oh, that's not proper English. We don't say transform the way we do grief worldwide. And I'm like, no, yes, we do. Do not change my words. I believe words have power. Yeah. Exactly what I'm saying. Grief is something we have to do. We have to participate in it. We have to lean into it. So yeah. that was my intention in 2006. So I've been holding this, holding this, holding this, holding this. I've been fortunate in that I've been really up close and personal with my favorite teacher in the entire universe, Gary Zukoff, number one New York Times bestselling author. By observing him, I learned so much. I have been on the Oprah Winfrey show. I have been Gary's guest in the green room on the Oprah Winfrey show many, many, many times. I literally sat next to Miss Winfrey at one of Gary's programs. I reached out to Miss Winfrey when my son Rory was dying of brain cancer. So I've had the opportunity to observe her as well. There have been starts and stops, starts and stops along the way of manifesting the intention that I set when I was in eighth grade. I want to share one. I remember sitting in Boston next to a really, really cool lady who I knew was one of the producers, if not executive producers for the Arsenio Hall show. She is very tapped in and made sure that we knew it into Hollywood, throwing out this actress, you know, Denzel. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. I love her, love her, love her. The woman who stars in How to Get Away with Murder. 
just this name, this name, this name, this, this name. And, you know, I'm moving my chair closer to her, moving my chair closer to her, moving my chair closer to her. And she said to me, I've observed you all dinner long. You ask the best questions. You should have your own talk show. I turned to her. Yes, I should. How can you make that happen? Wasn't the right time, wasn't the right person. Uh, you, I believe, you know Rachel Pearson, don't you? My all-time favorite medium in the entire universe. Yeah, so Rachel's a friend of mine. I do believe in mediums. Many, many, many people that I work with ask me who I would refer them to. I always say Rachel Pearson, period. I had my first reading with her um, just, I don't know, seven weeks ago, maybe. And my wife, Trish, came through in the reading. Trish's background is public relations and marketing. For those that don't know, Trish died really, really suddenly at 43 on New Year's Day of all days. Isn't that a great day to leave your physical body of 1999? The next day would have been our daughter Erin's 10th birthday. Uh, my firstborn child, Erin, died really, really suddenly in 1990. So Trish comes through loud and clear, not a doubt in my mind it was Trish. And Trish said to Rachel, she wants you to know she loves your broadcasts. She loves, loves, loves that you're doing these broadcasts. And at the time I was doing uh, Facebook Lives, I still am, Tuesday night, Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Central, and Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central. So Rachel's saying she loves, loves, loves your broadcasts. She wants to make sure you go solo, go solo. Do not, do not hook up, do not partner with anyone. And she said, you're ready. She said, you are absolutely ready. 100% ready. She said, I see a door. Rachel said, I see the door that you're going to walk through when things just start exploding for you. She said, that's going to be about January. Things are going to explode for you in January. The door is half open. The person on the other side is not quite ready. The person on the other side is getting ready to swing the door open, and then the two of you will, whatever that means. So yeah. in the interim, um, my good, 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 good friend, Diantha, who you will meet in October, if not before. Yes. Diantha's beautiful, beautiful daughter, Ellen, remarkably finished all her work at the age of 13 and left her body this year on my birthday. Ellen left her body on my birthday, April 2nd. I've been working one-on-one -on -one with Diantha almost since April 3rd. And she mentioned this guy named, I call him CW. She mentioned CW, who I had heard of. I was aware of him because he's a big, big, big presence in my town of Rockford, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And... I reached out to him. It's a long story, which I'll detail with him on a later podcast, but 
he's the force. He's the force behind helping us take the next step in getting the podcast available and out there. So that gives you a little sense of who I wanted to be as a little boy and the intentions as I reflect back that I set and held on to that have brought me to August 27th. I'm curious about you, Jessica, when you were, you know, in seventh grade and eighth grade, younger, who did you want to be when you grew up? You know, honestly, I just wanted to be connected to God. And I don't think that's just a but, but I think that's the the, the who, the how, the, the where. I always wanted to have a purpose. And I've always wanted to serve, knowing that life wasn't just about me, but it was about my loved ones that have gone before me, even before I had children or even thought about, of course, I always, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. I didn't know that the roadblocks that would be in my way in order to, in order to become a mom, but I always wanted to be a blessing for others. I knew that that was my gift, my talent, my purpose. But I didn't know what that looked like exactly. But that's what I knew. So I wanted to host a talk show. In one sentence, what did you want to do? I want to make the world a better place. So when I know it sounds cliche, but it truly is not because when I leave here, as we all will leave here, I want to make this better than before my soul came to this agreement in this body, into this meat sack. I want to make the world better because I came, because I'm here. So when you were in seventh or eighth grade, back then, were you thinking, I want to make the world a better place? Absolutely. Okay. So you are different than me. I wanted a talk show. And you said, I wanted to be connected to God and make the world a better place. Yes. Okay. So... I don't know a lot about you, but I know enough about you. And when I think about you, I would say, this is a woman who has a, who had a daughter with cancer. This is a woman who had an unbelievable job as a pharmaceutical rep. When her daughter was diagnosed, she quit that job. This is a woman who obviously was married, had two kids. I Correct me if I'm wrong. At one point or another, could we use the word restraining order when it came to your <laughs> husband? Yeah. So we had an emergency. So probably a little a step above of all of that was emergency order protection. So From what, him, to, to keep him away from you him away to keep us safe to keep us healthy okay okay daughter with cancer 
has to quit phenomenal pharmaceutical rep job, moves back to tiny table grow, 400 people with mommy and daddy, has two beautiful daughters, husband, uh, questionable there. The daughter dies. The daughter dies. Okay. So society has a picture of that woman. Oh my God, no child should die before their parents. It's so unnatural. The worst death of all is the death of a child. She had to quit her freaking phenomenal job and move back home to Table Grove? What? She's divorced? Emergency? Nobody gets divorced. Right, right. That poor thing, that poor thing. What? Did she kill herself? Is she on drugs? You know, is she depressed? Is she what, 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 what? When I experienced you on August 18th, you radiate light. You radiate light. Your intention of connecting with God and making the world a better place Not only are you on your way to doing that, you are doing that. So that's that's what this podcast is about. That's what this podcast is about. It is introducing the world to ordinary people, not people that had simple, perfect lives. I will introduce you to the people with simple, perfect lives when they eat. I love, actually, I would love that life. When, but, well, but, but I want those people to email at me at tomzubataol.com and I'm going to showcase that. I want to have coffee or maybe, you know, like a cocktail with them. I want to see what that feels like. Yeah. I don't know what it feels like. So come on, Jessica. This notion that somehow, some way, you're happy, you're grateful, you're excited. You would use the word radiant even to, to suggest that that's possible for you. Come on, come on, come on. Tell us the truth. It is the truth. It's the truth because why be stuck in grief forever? Of course, my soulmate, one of the souls that I, I brought into the world that I fought to bring here, that I fought to keep here as long as I could. My twin flame, my soulmate, she is now with God and all of my loved ones that have crossed over on the other side. She's there and I'm here. And yes, I can feel her. When I really, really tap in and I try to pay attention, but I miss her. I'm human. I miss holding her in my arms. I miss her being in my house. I miss her being in pictures. I'm human. I'm selfish. I want her to be here, but I know that she transcends time and love and the boundaries of the living and the hereafter. And because of that, I can be happy. I can be grateful. She was all of those things and more as we all are, if we accept the invitation to be more, 
if we accept that, that tap on our shoulder that says that you are not just this human form, you are so much more than this. If you accept the invitation to be that, then I can feel even more connected to her, the here and the now, as I'm here getting Lily ready for school, going about my my day-to-day life now, being a single mom with Lillian. As we miss Olivia every day, we have pictures of her all around this house. Her artwork, her pictures, and we say prayers to her. We talk to her every day throughout the day. This can this can be the new life. This can be the new way. Is it how I imagined it? Absolutely not. But what is the other option that I sit and I dwell in in the lack, in the loss, in the hurt? I've done that. I I, I think. I think we owe it to ourselves to do that at least for a short period of time, whatever. And there's no, I would never say that there's a, there's a time, time period on that, that that everyone must go through. I think you must go through that because that's to, to, that's the truth. That's, there's loss and there's, there's heartache and all of it. And I still experience heartache every day. But to live and just dwell in that space is not what I signed up in my soul that I believe that I signed up to do. I miss her every every single day in the physical sense. I wish she were here with me. I wish she were sitting right beside me and we were doing a podcast talking about how all of the herbal supplements that I sucked into her stomach through her G-tube that I researched endlessly, that they worked. Check, 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 check the box. But my little soul is with our creator, who I call God, Jesus, whatever you, whatever you call our creator in heaven with all of our loved ones that have gone before us that choose to be there. I believe that that, I know that that's where she is. And, and my purpose here is to honor her the best that I can and to live my most glorious life for not, not just for myself and for you, Tom, which I, I signed, I believe that I signed up to do, and I'm grateful that I signed up to do, but also for my Lillian and my loved ones here on this side of the veil, as well as the other. So with a lot of emotion, I mean, this is recorded, so you can go back and watch it visually. With a lot of emotion, you almost kind of pounded the table. You said, I want her here. So my, uh, so my question is, where exactly is she? I believe Olivia is everywhere that she wants to be. She's everywhere that she's called to be. I believe that once we cross over, we get to be free of these bodies. We get to be wherever we want to be. If she wants just to be in the presence of God and just to bathe at his feet and just to bathe in that beauty and that excellence of radiance, that that's where she gets to be. If she wants to experience new experiences, I don't even know what that might be. Then she gets to be there. 
if she wants to send messages and, and signs to her loved ones, be it in the form of music or animals, like a cardinal or a butterfly or hearts or, or whatever it might be. To or, or a mountain lion or a black bear when we go walking with Kirk in Colorado. <laughs> Please, Olivia. Yes. And then that's where she will be. But I believe it's wherever... First and foremost, I want her to take care of her as she wants me to take care of me and of Lillian. Um, and then I know, again, like I know at the end of all of this, because everything, it, infinity, there's no beginning and there's no end, but there is an end to this earthly life that we're living today. Um, I believe that we'll all be together at the end of this. and. And my, my visions, my views, my opinions are changing. Do I believe we get to sign up again and we get to go again if we say like, yes, God, send me back in. I want to sign back up. Send me back in, coach. Like, I want to go back in for another round. Or maybe, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. I don't know. Before Olivia passed, before her diagnosis, I did not believe in other lifetimes. I just believed in the black and the white, the here and the now. But my view has, has very much expanded. But I do believe that we get to have a say. I believe that, that God, creator, whatever you call him or her, it, I believe that we get to have a choice. And I believe that we get to have another go around. If if we choose. I, I do too, because that's what love is. Love doesn't force. Love would never force us to come back. Love allows us to choose. Yes. So, yeah. so I'll use the word God. Where is this God that you believe in? Where is this God? God is here. God is right here in my kitchen, in your, looks like a library, whatever, wherever you're at. God is all around us. God is all encompassing. God is in every fiber of our being. He's holding us. He's cradling us. He created us. He loves us enough to let us have a little bit of room for our own say in the matter. But I believe he's supporting. He's, he's all around us. I believe... It's a Richard Rohr quote that I absolutely love. I believe that we become the God we worship. We become the God we worship. I love the God that you worship because of who you are. I love the God you worship because of who you are. It is an honor. It's a humbling honor. It's a great, great gift that you would help me launch my podcast. I am not 100% sure about reincarnation. I'm certainly open to the possibility. I wrote this book, Becoming Radiant, but I do not... I can't like pinpoint where certain passages are. The book actually came through me. I tried to tap into all the people that would read it 
and I asked them to pull through me what they needed to hear. There's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful passage in this book that came through me. I looked for it three times this morning. I can't find it. But it talks about that we will know the others. We will know the others by the way that we feel when we're in their presence. We'll know them by the look in their eyes. We'll know them by the the way we bubble up when we walk with them, when we sit with them, when we talk with them. There's not a doubt in my mind, Jessica, that you and I have traveled before. You have, we have traveled before. And, and I, I'm an ordinary person, but I do have certain gifts. And one of the gifts is that I can recognize people. And I recognize you. I, mean, I recognize you. And I'm really, really grateful. Every time that you say yes, I'm really, really grateful. Oh, my goodness. Everything that you just said. Yes, I am so grateful as well. I don't know either. I don't know because reincarnation, it was never part of my belief system that I was raised up upon. But also expanding my belief system as life has happened, as good people become sick and bad people get to live and be and grow so our our belief system has to expand for i don't have i don't i don't say that for everyone for me it has and i do not believe in a black and white world anymore i believe in the possibility of reincarnation which i never would have thought have before but now it is very much on the forefront of my mind. But I also believe, as you just said, in our co-creation and that we get to have a say in many, many things and that we get to recognize what feels good, as you say in your own words, in our God-given barometer. So when I met you, no coincidences, what, and I say as I met in the world of Facebook, as we have the, the, um, the gift of social media today. Another mother who had who had a daughter that had passed from cancer, a different form of pediatric cancer, but it doesn't matter. She so bravely chronicled her story and her journey and her daughter's journey and put it out with love and transparency and honesty and the messiness of all of it. I found you one month to the day before my daughter passed in the physical sense. I do not believe in coincidences. I believe that we do get to have a choice in what we sign up for. So if I believe, and I believe that for especially these souls that have a very burdened journey, like, like I feel like my Olivia and your loved ones, Aaron, Trish, Rory, these souls that go through so much hardship, that go through so much suffering. Is, is there more suffering? Can you say that there's more suffering through, through four years of treatment or a horrific accident that brings about, or an overdose that brings about their death? Who am I to say what's more horrific or what causes more suffering? 
I can't say that. I think that's up to the individual soul and that's up to the creator. I am blessed that I don't have to make those decisions. I just get to be in my human form. I just get to be Jessica. But I love every soul through their human existence, their birth, their life, their journey, their story. And we all have, because in this human form, we all have an end to our lifetime. We all have an end to our journey. But I believe the most beautiful souls get to contribute so much. And I believe that we all do in one shape or form. We get to contribute to the collective whole, the collective love, the collective universe, the collective experience. That's why we're all here for one another. So did I believe in reincarnation and multiple lives and all of this beforehand? I, it wasn't even on my spectrum. It wasn't in my belief system. I didn't really believe it. I am much more open to it now. Do I love all aspects of it? No. But I am open to receiving all of, I'm just open to receiving more, if that makes sense, today, in the here and now. Makes perfect sense to me. Okay. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. Thank so, you so much. So folks that uh, joined us for my very first podcast, if this resonates with you, if you want to hear more, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast if you're viewing it on YouTube. If you're viewing it <clears throat> on my Tom Zuba Teaches a New Way to Do Grief, like that page. Will they be coming out on a regular basis at a certain time? No, they will not. They will be coming out whenever the spirit says, time to do another one. My intention is to reach 1 million subscribers in 12 months. I'm a pretty powerful person. I believe that with your help, we can do that. If you would help widen the circle by telling your people and asking them to tell their people, that's how we transform the way we do grief worldwide. If we don't tell them, how are the others going to know? Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are in this together. We are on our way to becoming radiant.